welcome to the relaunch of the Hope and Coffee podcast. You are joining me, Rob Linzel, on episode one of season seven. And today we are going to start by looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, as taken from the NIV translation. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Curiouser and curiouser. These are the words spoken by Alice as she enters Wonderland and is faced with the oddities she finds there, having tumbled down the rabbit hole. A rabbit in a waistcoat, a grinning cat who appears and disappears at will, talking caterpillars, and the Mad Hatter are just some of the oddities that Alice is faced with in Wonderland. Then, of course, there's the Red Queen, who is obsessed with making everything as she wants it and taking off the heads of anyone who disagrees. It is a strange place indeed. But to get there, as I already mentioned, Alice had to fall down the rabbit hole, which is how our internal struggles can feel. Now, a while back, I wrote and presented the episode You Against You, in which I looked at our biggest enemy, and it is quite often ourselves, where I explored the idea that to serve God better, we first need to stop beating ourselves up. And I really felt that God wanted me to revisit this and expand on it. So here we are in episode one of season seven, after a short break in which I have continued my journey of growth and belief in myself by stepping out in faith which is why our faith is so important. Whilst we are often our own worst enemy, God is our greatest advocate. Whenever we are being hard on ourselves, when we are trying to win that continual internal battle, we need to remember that we were created by God for a purpose. But more importantly, we need to remember God made us exactly as we are for a reason. Yet let's pause to take a look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 4. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 as taken from the NIV translation. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For us, when we tumble down the rabbit hole, it is because we start to compare ourselves to others. This in turn creates a feeling of being worthless and feeling we haven't achieved very much. Our greatest internal struggles often start because we focus on others' achievements rather than our own. For me, there are a couple of evangelists I'm friends with who are amazing at what they do, who have preached to so many they've likely lost count and who have brought hundreds, thousands, or possibly more to the Lord. And in the past, I would often find myself thinking of these men and thinking something along the lines of, he's brought so many to Christ, but what have I achieved? Of course, there have been others I have compared myself to, even non-Christians, those who seem to have perfect lives and everything I think I want and should have. A nice house, a loving wife, several kids, a good job, a nice car, 
to be honest, the list is endless. In comparison, I've made myself feel like a failure, a nobody. However, God didn't make me to be those people. And that's what I finally came to realise and to hold on to. I was made exactly as I am by God to serve God in only ways I can serve. God made me unique. All my so-called flaws are actually my strengths. There are no accidents in God's creation. But of course, knowing this and holding on to it doesn't completely eliminate the internal struggle. The enemy is still there, whispering in my ear, trying to undermine my self-worth, trying to convince me that, compared to others, I'm nothing. As I looked at before, it's a continual internal battle, you against you. However, let's pause to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. When it comes to our internal struggle, when we fall down the rabbit hole and start comparing ourselves to others, what we are really doing is dealing with our pride. For what are achievements if not a way to make us feel we have worth? and to seek the approval of others. When I compared myself to these great men of God, or to those who had what I felt I should have, what was my motivation to have what they have? Was it that I thought it would make me happy? And if so, where is it that my happiness actually comes from? Or perhaps I wanted to be able to show off and say, hey, look at me, look at what I've achieved, what I've got. If we are always chasing after what others have, we're going to miss our own blessings. What we need to do is stop and smell the roses. Rather than worrying about what others have and what they're good at, we should take stock of our own lives. But more than this, we should take stock of our lives in accordance with our faith in Christ and we should do so with humility as Christ did. Christ was fully man yet fully God however Christ never says hey look at me look at me. His beginnings were humble as they come born in a stable yet I expect most of us were born in a nice clean warm hospital Jesus was a carpenter, a profession that wasn't exactly a top job in those days. Jesus also did many miraculous things, and yet in John chapter 5 verse 19 it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son also does. And in Gethsemane, in the garden, Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. Yet let's pause here again to return to scripture and let's look at Acts chapter 20, verse 35. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words. 
Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Is it more blessed to give than receive? The problem we face with our internal struggle, when we compare ourselves to the others who seemingly have more or are more successful than we are, is that what we are looking at is gain. The evangelists I now admire and aspire to, I no longer compare myself to them and think I'm nothing compared to these men. But instead I think I want to be able to bring people to the Lord like these men do, even on a small scale. An aspiration we all should be living towards given the Great Commission. Yet whether I bring one person or millions to Christ, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I live for Christ and serve him with all my heart. And all those things I used to covet, a nice house, loving wife, several kids, a good job, a nice car. Whilst nice, they aren't as important as my faith. We live in a world that teaches the more we have, the more important we are. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 28 says, If you can help your neighbour now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Jesus himself commands us to love our neighbour, even telling the parable of the Good Samaritan to show us that when he says neighbour, he means everyone. So are we truly fulfilling the commands of Jesus if we have plenty and yet we hoard what we have? The more we have, the more we have to lose, or perhaps the more we have to give. Which brings me back to an earlier question. What is happiness? What is it that makes us truly happy? Of course, this is an open question, unique to all of us as individuals. But then there is also a common denominator. Yet let's pause here to see what God's word has to say. And let's look at John chapter 15, verse 11. These things I have spoken to you, that joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. In the words of Jesus, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. If we are seeking true happiness, we need look no further than the teachings of Christ Jesus. And what is it that Jesus teaches? Love, compassion, grace, to give rather than receive, to serve rather than be served. Our happiness doesn't come from what we gain, but from what we give. It comes from the happiness of those around us. But where does this leave us when it comes to our internal struggle, you against you? Well, it's really quite simple. As I said, when we compare ourselves, we are looking at gains and we are looking at achievements. Yet, as with all faith, these things are all relative. They are all a matter of perspective. When we compare to others, it is usually the case we feel there is something missing in our own lives. We are trying to fill a hole in our lives. So when we face internal struggles, when we start to compare ourselves to others and beat ourselves up, let's remember we are loved. We are children of God. 
we are always exactly where we need to be because God has a plan. And let's try to remember that we have the greatest treasure of all, faith. However, let's also count our blessings, be it that we have our health or we have a roof over our heads, food to eat, the love of someone special. But above all, let's remember we are loved by an amazing and incredible God who made us all unique, who we will spend eternity with. Let us pray. Father God, as I bring this first episode of season seven to a close, after taking a couple of weeks break just to refuel my own batteries, to recharge, to reconnect with you, to write some more episodes of Hope and Coffee. I thank you for what you put into my heart. Father, I thank you that as time goes on, I learn more and more lessons. As I said to someone earlier on this morning, after church, the more I know, the less I actually do know. It's an ongoing journey. And Father God, I just pray that when we start to tumble down that rabbit hole, when we start to compare ourselves to others, that we would remember we are unique. That you created us exactly how you wanted us. You have gifted us in ways that only we can use for your glory. You've given us talents to use for your glory. No one else can be who we are. You have a purpose for our lives. There is a meaning to our lives. Help us never to lose sight of that and to never lose sight of you. And so Lord, I just thank you that I'm able to relaunch the Hope and Coffee podcast once again into season seven, feeling refreshed, revitalized, ready and raring to go, wanting to share your word with others. And I pray that you will speak to people as I continue to record these episodes, as I continue to do what I feel you want me to do. And as you lead me into new and exciting ministries, ministries I never would have considered before. Lord, may my eyes be fixed on you and may I serve you to the best of those abilities. And I pray that for anyone who is also listening. In the name of Jesus. Amen.